Hello, everybody. Live from Los Angeles in separate places, it is the Ozone. I'm your host, Omar Miller. I'm here with my brother, Terry Miller, also known as the Icons. People keep asking me about him. I don't know what to do. Is he okay? Is he off of the 10-day or six-month IR? What's going on with the Icons? How you feeling? Icons, are you okay? Are you okay, Icons? I'm okay. <laughs> okay. Icons, Okay. Nice, nice, nice falsetto there. Were you on that track? Were you on the Smooth Criminal? I, I can't tell you that. I, you know, Ooh. Ooh. Signed the NDA. <laughs> That's how it rolls. Who did not sign an NDA of the Los Angeles Lakers, so we're free to talk about them. We're also free to talk about the NFL, Major League Baseball playoffs, and some really surprising developments in the world of boxing. I mean, really surprising. But Let's start off with the Lake Show. You know, we don't talk much basketball, but since the hoops have taken such a strong stance on social activism and having the spotlight right now with their championship series happening, you guys all heard our last pod. If you haven't, go pick it up. But I said that I like the Heat in seven. Now, I'm being optimistic in that, Heat in seven. I can't remember what your what was your what was your prediction, Icons? The Lake Show. I mean, I always had the Lake Show. I said that the Heat could pose a problem. And, but now, you know what? Jimmy Butler with, with his team, a lot of them hurt. The key pieces, it's going to be hard for him. It's an uphill battle. I felt like they had the potential to win, but I always think that LeBron's going to pull it out. Even the games that he's lost, I thought I still think that he's going to pull him out. <laughs> still, even after he loses the game, you still believe he resurrected the game. Like, man, they got to run back one more quarter. One <laughs> 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 chance ah, to redeem himself, and he will say no more. Well, you know the truth of the matter is, I'm just being a salty Clipper fan because ultimately, there really is no reason why that. The, the Heat or any other team should be able to play with the Lakers with the squad that they have. I like the pieces that the Heat have as far as complementary players, but with those two superstars and the complementary players that the Lakers have, they should steamroll everybody. And I tweeted yesterday after the game. That. I don't agree. Because they have two, two key pieces, but the rest of the team is maybe, what, a 50-50 shot? I mean, it's, it's, it's up in the air. I feel like the Heat have a more complete team. They have the more uh, they have more height, honestly, when you talk about bringing out Olnick and Myers Leonard and then with Bam Bio, because I haven't even seen JaVale McGee in one game since uh, 1965. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if JaVale McGee can play. I know he can give me great pom-pom work, but right now I haven't seen him play in the game. Great so, pom-pom like, now works. so now they have Dwight Howard and AD, who really doesn't like to go into to the post, so they have two, two bigs. Well, and, Dwight Howard did his job because he hurt Bam out of bio. And that seemed like that was his job, and, and he got it done. Yes, but the issue is, is despite how anybody may feel about Dwight Howard, if you look at his numbers, Dwight Howard's numbers are legit. And for the last decade, Dwight Howard has been the most effective big man in the NBA. And his, he's been a double-double you know, waiting to happen every single night. It's just something about the way that he gets his makes it nasty, makes it that it's not it's not satisfying. And honestly, as a big man, do you think his numbers are better than DeAndre Jordan's? Or over the DeAndre last or, or, 10 over, years, yeah. Over the over last the decade? Lifetime? I mean, ever DeAndre since. DeAndre Jordan has been a beast. Or, or DeAndre Jordan. He's been good, too. But yeah, I, too. I think that once you get – Dwight Howard's numbers – Pre-Lakers, his first run, were insane. He was a superstar in the league. That's what made him. Sure was. Him and the Mecca Okafor came out at the same time. 
So then I he because in the draft I took a mecca over and I could have got Dwight. I, I played too much. And Dwight put crazy numbers up for fantasy. He put stupid numbers up for like a four or five year period. Then he hurt his back. Then he had that period where he came to the Lakers and he actually wasn't healed. And Kobe ran him down publicly. And <laughs> all kind of people ran yeah, him down. Serious, he wasn't healed. His mind wasn't healed. He <laughs> wasn't healed on the inside. <laughs> And Kobe wasn't there for it. Kobe wasn't yeah. there for the game. Mentality. Yeah, he didn't appreciate that. that yeah, he had a somber mentality. He wanted to get out and figure it. <laughs> so then, just some bye 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 bye. Yes, yeah, so he he uh and and but since then, I think he went to Atlanta for a little while. Since then, he's been giving you a double double. That's that's double yeah, he's, trouble. He's been, he's been a double double journeyman. He's been giving you good trouble for a double double, and so. Mm-hmm. Now, anywho, that three alone is monstrous. And forget about LeBron James. But let's talk about this game last night. All right, I look like a fool. I came out with a with a uh, uh, statement talking about how much better the Heat are as a team than the Lakers. They proceeded to get blown out the first two games. After I mean, and really blown out, not like a little bit. No, no, dominated. And and honestly, that worked in their favor for Game Three. One thing that we're seeing and that you see all the time in all sports, but you especially see it at basketball right now, are teams that don't convert when they have the other team down and then they got to pay just straight up and down because the Heat came out with their full squad and put it on the Lakers. They were up by 13. They should have been up by 25 and they stopped converting. They went cold at the wrong time. They start taking bad shots. Then Bam Adebayo gets hurt. Then Goran Draja gets hurt. LeBron James and AD start to take the game seriously. Next thing you know, you're looking at a blowout, and your two starters are not a part of the series anymore. Game two comes. Forget about it. Total laugher. Game three comes, and Jimmy Buckets has a plan. And that plan, you see, is totally and fully heart and will derived. He willed his team into that victory yesterday with him. Believers. And he that was just about to say, with him on the front side, making them total believers. Because that's what happened. He made them believe that they could do it. And you saw this kid, Duncan Robinson, playing not necessarily his best game by any means, but he believed. Tyler Hero had a bad first half. Somebody talked to him at halftime. He came back snarling and growling. Gave you all that second half work. And... Even with all that, Lakers turning the ball over like McDonald's hamburgers. I mean, they, they just turned the ball over. They act like the game wasn't serious. Man, hand over fist, as our father says. <laughs> Fast boogies. Here's the problem that I have. Rajon Rondo brought the team together at one point when they were getting blown, when they were down 13, and he literally brought the team. LeBron was on the bench, and he said, hey, we got to come on, guys. We got to get together. And I saw AD go, nah, we good. We good. AD proceeded to get two more fouls and have to go sit on the bench. Uh, (laughs) LeBron James then in turn went to work. Forget about it. And only problem I have is as bad as the Lakers played that game, they should have lost that game by 25 last night as bad as they played, but they got the game back into range and they actually took the lead. They took the lead around. I think it was 89, 86 or 87, 86, right? Because somebody hit a three in the corner. Yes. And I think that somebody was either Markeith Morris or Kyle Kuzma. Mm-hmm. Might have been DJ Caruso, actually. Uh, no, I think, it was, I think it was Kuzma, actually. And, and Kuzma actually hit some shots yesterday. And yet, what ended up happening was, just like our caller Dr. Buckets talked about on the last podcast, this was the time when LeBron James needed to give you three or four buckets in a row. This is his job. 
to close this game out and to apply pressure. Instead, what we saw was the exact reverse. Jimmy Butler went to work and applied pressure on the Lakers, and LeBron James started to settle for for jumpers. And then he got baited into traveling and blah, blah, blah. You know, off camera that, you know, he really got into it trying to get the crowd hype, but the crowd is not there. The crowd wasn't there, child. It's a virtual crowd. Right. You can't get the virtual crowd hype like that. And not only that, it's just poor shot selection. In the first two games, I felt like what had happened was that literally the difference was that all the role players did their job finally. This is one of the first times all season I saw all these guys do their jobs because all season long, these guys have been hit and miss. These two games, they were right on point. They hit their open shots, which they're open all the time. And I have to say, after watching these two games, nobody gets you open in the history of basketball more wide open than LeBron James. Not even Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, guys are wide open a good 40 to 50% of the time. There is no one to contest their shots when you play with LeBron James. You literally have the whole, uh, more than half the team collapse on this guy. Got and the this whole is world team on the court. He's got the whole white team <laughs> in his hands. They just, he, and you can't. Is- it's unbelievable and to watch. Right, and he makes the right decision because they surrounded him with so-called shooters and he kicks it out to them and they can't shoot. I don't know if we can still call them shooters. <laughs> yeah, because you have to listen to the data. <laughs> and and what does the data say? Lost. You gambled with the virus and you lost, in the words of Andrew Cuomo. This is what happened. They LeBron James gambles with a bunch of guys who actually can't shoot which is unfortunate, <laughs> who get paid millions of dollars and they can't right. hit. J.R. Smith even got him one last night. That's right. <laughs> Try to sneak up on that dirty ring. He's going to give him a dirty <laughs> ring. This is the part that bothers me so much. The Lakers are about to sneak up. All of these guys are about to sneak Danny up Green on a, a cheapy ring. Danny Green disappeared last night. He's a, such a liability, they don't even play Danny Green. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they play him, it's just not at the right time. You play him, and it's like playing too much. You play too much, Danny. Did you see that Laker fans created a petition that if the Lakers win, Danny Green doesn't get a ring? <laughs> I also saw him with him and Kuzma had to share it. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was Kuzma. I, it was either Danny Green or Kuzma. They said they don't get a I ring. I saw a petition that, him and, that Kuzma and Danny Green would have to share the ring. I think he's got about 10,000 signatures. It might end up on the ballot in California. (laughs) Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We'd have to have sign off on it. (laughs) Okay. And then he'll pass me a breakfast burrito. Okay. Because we got 25 shots that went up and we're burning 4 million acres right now in California. (laughs) Now, the crazy part to me is you're watching a game and Jimmy Butler is doing everything. He's making every decision. And he's making every right decision. Meanwhile, the Lakers are killing the offensive glass. I mean, just completely crashing the boards. And there's still no answer. Even when the Heat are playing well, there's no answer for them on the offensive boards. But they refuse to shoot the ball close to the basket. Right. We have to kick it out and get that three ball I'm going. <laughs> Nothing like a nice swish out of the net. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they want to hear. Switch out sweet. <laughs> it's, just, it's just unbelievable to me. So, so the game these guys don't really care. I felt like if you really care about winning, you would start working in the post. You would start, you would make it into more of a half court game. This is why your boy in San Antonio is successful mostly, mostly every year is because he plays fundamental basketball. You can give him a bunch of guys that literally aren't, you know, superstars, 
and win games, a lot of them, and go deep into the playoffs. If the Lakers had half as much heart as they do talent, they would have swept through these playoffs. They're about to get a ring. They they, they are about to get a ring that is the cheapest, easiest walk of a ring ever. No, I don't want to. I don't want to run the ring down because COVID nineteen had a lot to do with that. It did, you know, but I got to talk about the ring at the at the point that they got it. They played a bum Houston squad. That's, that, that's Houston's problem. That Houston put that team Houston's together. problem. Houston goes around playing that dirty game. That is the Houston's problem because Houston's a bum squad. But they played an easy walk with Houston because Houston refused to field anybody over six seven. They played a Nuggets team that had gone seven games with two tough teams before. Once again, that's the Nuggets problem. Nuggets did that. They played a Blazers Blazers team that Dame Lillard got hurt. Once again. Didn't they? Wasn't that? No, Dame didn't get hurt. Dame Dame to the last game. To the last game. No, no, Dame got hurt before the last game. And it wasn't working out right for him anyway. And like game three, I want to say. two. It wasn't working out right for him. Well, Nurture got bullied and blah, blah, blah. And now they're playing the Heat team that's disabled. Uh, it's just unbelievable to me how this works for certain teams. It's the same thing that you watch with the Patriots. The same thing that you watch is just it's like when it's like when Golden State beat LeBron without Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. It's just I guess it's just sports. You just have to you have to eat that. You got to take that, huh, boy? The name of Spike <laughs> or Ice. That's Ice, oh boy. Don't don't sleep on me. Don't sleep on Ice Terry. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, this is what we got. You know, so I don't want to, but see, when you go and when you when you speak it out, you can see it's not their fault that they got caught it's up. Not with their this. fault. They beat yeah, who was there. They beat who was there, and all these organizations should reflect on that and see that they put together a lot of bum squads that we're talking about. And the number one thing that everybody was looking forward to was the Clippers playing the Lakers, and, and the Clippers, that was the Clippers. The, the, Clippers <laughs> the Clippers did that. The Clippers did that. The Clippers did that. That's why. That's why they got they got to play against Denver because Clippers choked. Yep. Yep. So we so can't be mad at Bron. I didn't say I was mad at Bron. I know. I know you love Bron. You are mad at the Lakers, though. I stay mad at the Lakers. I'm a I'm a salty Clipper fan. That's how it works. But salt and vinegar. It is <laughs> sea salt. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> so I think that they're going to sneak up on a ring. I tell you what. I still anticipate the Heat to get them at least one more. So I think it's going six because I think Bam is going to come back. I don't know how Bam went from a shoulder dislocation to a neck strain, but Apparently, that's how that worked, and uh, we'll see what happens. I don't expect Goran Dragic back. They say that he has a, a plantar broken in his foot. It's, it's all bad, but I really I'm wish I could that. have seen this series in in its full exploit. You know, would have been really nice because LeBron James is actually being forced to do stuff that, unfortunately, he shouldn't have to do, but since, his, since from a combination of AD getting in foul trouble, which completely was mental, and the other guy's not being able to make shots. It once again puts all the scrutiny on him. And that right. leads me to my next point to talk about Kyrie Irving going on KD's podcast and bashing LeBron, basically trying to say he, that this is the first time that he's played where he feels confident in somebody else taking the last shot that this this upcoming season playing with KD, that he's about to play with KD. That's so disrespectful and so unacceptable. That's, That's pure hate. Because with Kyrie, he should have making no noise in Cleveland without LeBron James. He sure wasn't. And he was mad when they brought LeBron back, but he wasn't getting the job done by himself. And and, and that's fine. You shouldn't be upset with that. Recognizing that you need, you need help isn't a bad thing. Just say, let's put together a good team so that we can actually 
The ultimate goal is to win a championship, and you're not going to win that championship by yourself. LeBron's not going to even win it by himself. And I hear a bunch of legends bashing him and everything else, but one of the things that I really like of what LeBron's doing now is that he is getting up in age, and so he's smarter. So if I can actually take my team to the next level, understanding that everybody collapses on me when I touch the ball, and I can hit it to the open guy that can make that's supposed to make a shot, and we can win games, this is what I'll do. I'll sacrifice not putting up 35 every night, 35, 14, and and, and 12. Numbers. Even his numbers last night were insane. 25, 8, and 7 or something like that. It's just it's just crazy to watch everybody being upset or or not respecting what you're seeing right now. You know what I'm saying? Because he's a a generation a generational stay it for me. I'm you gotta spit it up. Generational talent. And, and, and to go and to, and to get ten times to the finals is absurd. It is completely silly. Now, did you see this stat that SportsCenter put up last night about that about what we saw last night, which is no, one of the most telling stats to? that I can see? They said last night Jimmy Butler was the first player to outscore, rebound, and assist LeBron James on his team or off in the finals. Period. Full stop. Wow. In 10 years. That's how dominant LeBron James has been. And that's how dominant that Jimmy Butler was last night. Because Jimmy Butler put up some LeBron James-esque video game numbers last night. And Jimmy Butler is capable of doing that. But the thing of it is that he's going to need more support. And I don't think that they're going to be able to give it to him. Because those guys are riding off a high. But once they come out and get hit in their mouth the next game, which is tomorrow, then we'll see how they react to it. Because they're going to make adjustments. And all the Lakers had to do last night was give us some effort. And they just really didn't like They literally were too lazy. They were literally too cool to win the game. Yes. That's unbelievable. That's totally unacceptable. Yes, and this is you getting arrogant or too cocky or too big for your bitches at the old folks would say. And and what you need to do is to regroup and say, hey, man, listen, we need to get these dudes out of here so we can get out this bubble. Yeah, for real. Uh, so that's basketball for you. I, I don't like to spend too much time on basketball, to be honest. I'm not crazy for it. I prefer other sports like boxing. Is there any outside chance that you watch the fight of the year on Saturday night? And what is that? Did you no? It's it was. I'm being serious. It's Zapeda. Oh, no. It was Zapeda versus Baron Chick. Really? Yes, I two guys that you may or may not have heard of had the fight of the year. It puts you really? in a mind of Ron Lyle and George Foreman. And as a matter of fact, George Foreman promoter, top rank owner Bob Arum came out and said, "I haven't seen a fight that action packed since George Foreman and Ron Lyle." Right. Uh, what weight are they? I want to say these guys are one. I mean, what, what are these guys? They, they were they were not big guys, but they dropped bombs. So let me see. What so it sounds like it could be more of an Alexis Arguello, Aaron Pryor fight, which is like some of the all-time great classics, you know, where they just get out there and 15 rounds just go out there and just bang. Man, I'm here to tell you. He's giving me it was it was in the lightweight division. Oh, the homie Jose Zapata is from Strong Beach. Who knew? Oh, really? Yeah, look at that. No, I'm checking out there, boy. <laughs> I, honestly, it, I can't even explain to you. You needed to see what was happening here because it, it, Zapata versus Baranchik. They call Baranchik the beast. He was the underdog, and this fight was basically to see who was gonna get to fight for the championship. And uh, you know who was who who who's up next, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that one of the guys already lost to Ramirez. 
either way it goes, this fight, I honest, I don't know how both guys don't end up with some sort of a damage. But Zapata came out in the first round and got dropped twice, got hit on the top of his dome and dropped twice. And it was outrageous because the second round came out and then he dropped Baranchik. Then the third round, he got dropped again. Then he dropped Baranchik right afterwards. Then the fourth round, he got dropped again. Then he dropped Baranchik right afterwards. And then in the fifth round, he gets dropped again. And then he gets up and hits Baranchik with a punch that is a sleeper cell. Knocked out, knee bent, twisted back, ACL tearing kind of thing. Baranchik is on the floor, on the canvas, had to be at least five minutes, maybe longer. And it, like literally it was to the point where the celebration I you got up. I was like, wow. No, 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 no. The celebration had to be on hold because you didn't know whether or not he was okay. It was that kind of fight. Sound like one of those late Roy Jones knockouts when Roy Jones started getting knocked out. It, it actually looked more like one of the knockouts when Roy Jones was knocking people out because the way that he put it on him, man. And this is at 140. So this is Regis's era. This is uh, Hooker, if he can make the weight, Ramirez, all those guys. This is, man, 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 man. It's, it's going down. Whew. Yeah, I, I just want to speak to you about to see if you saw it, because this is one of the more action-packed fights. Man, this fight was wild. <laughs> this fight was wild. And everything is now really, really beefing up. Uh, the hype and everything is really beefing up for Lomachenko and Teofimo Lopez. They got a trailer out. They got uh, it, it's going down. I'm really excited for this fight. I think Teofimo's going going to get him. I when really do. Be, when the lights come on, and I think that they've been a, not in the big lights like that. But he's got, these aren't the big lights anymore. This, these are just lights. I, I think they may. I think they. I don't know if they're fighting at MGM or if they're fighting in Texas. Texas is nuts. These people are having people at sporting events. Just so, having super spreaders everywhere, huh? Super, super spreading spread competition. At the Cowboy Games, baseball has agreed to now have 11,000 people at Texas Globe Life. I think you can have people at Houston at Minute Maid, possibly. This is now, it, those stadiums hold about 50,000 people, though, so if you have 10,000, 10 to 11, you should be able to spread them out. In theory, but I mean, honestly, people, we, we just really just jumped into the second wave of the spread of COVID. Just on Friday, that was the, the highest number of new cases in America in three months. 60,000 people. Man, everybody knows that's fake. Yeah, okay. Ask Trump on the oxygen. Ask him how fake right. it is. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, yeah. man. This is this is craziness. But it leads me to the next point, which is to talk about the playoffs in Major League Baseball. I'm very disappointed that the White Sox got eliminated. They, they were in the oven, but they just a little too soon, man. Yeah, kids run around in there like when we were kids used to run around in the kitchen, and then you know you make it. Don't make my cake drop. And their cake drop. <laughs> their cake drop. And, it, and they had the opportunities. They just couldn't convert. Yeah, and and that kid Groshe getting hurt was huge because if he could have stayed in there and dealt, it would have he could have kept the game under control. Yeah, but you know what? Just like right now, the the A's are playing right now. They're just a scrappy, tough team, man. They're built to win. Actually, I don't know if they can win everything just because they have too many too many injuries, but they're definitely a problem. They're a problem, but this game that we're watching right now, it's five to three in the fourth at Chavez Ravine, and anybody that's out here knows that it's a heat wave going on right now, and the ball is flying out of Dodger Stadium like you're in Colorado. This right. pop flies been, leaving the yard. And it's just been back and forth, back and forth. Yep, and it's a slugfest, and what's interesting is is that Lance McCullers decided to take it upon himself when he saw the balls start going out that shouldn't be going out to start striking people out. Very interesting to watch the work. And you cannot like the Astros because of the scandal and this, that, and the other, but I'm here to tell you they're still real good. 
whether you like them or not, and nothing else, they're still real good. Who you got in this series? Astros, A's. Astros. Both teams are busted up as far as that, you know. I don't I think that the A's are more busted up than the Astros. I think that the um the Astros have a harder I mean, they have everybody against them and they have the potential still to win because they have so much talent in their organization. But I don't believe that this is their year just because they have so many injuries. Because I really like the just got Tommy John. Yeah, and I like I like Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a problem. Do you like Tampa over the Yankees? Tampa's a problem. Yes. Tampa fixed their offensive problem. They never had a defensive problem. They fixed their offensive yes. problem, it seems like. They went down there and got Hunter Renfro, and Hunter Renfro's leaving the yard. It's going to be interesting to see because against Cleveland, Cleveland did everything they possibly could to give the Yankees game two. <laughs> yeah, not game one. Game one, Bieber, you could see the lights were just too bright for him, and the yeah, lights were not ready. too bright for Garrett Cole at all. Garrett's been there. And it, and his stuff translates, <laughs> whether he's been there or not. And they had him in trouble, though. They had him yeah. a couple times. They could have they done something. They could have made some noise. But you get guys in trouble, and you get good guys in trouble, and they get out of trouble. They and they stay in you. good trouble. Some bad trouble. In they the get bad trouble. <laughs> yes. Find yourself some bad trouble. <laughs> or rather, some good trouble. That's <laughs> yeah, the bad trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, we, man. We got to, I, I got to roll with Tampa Bay. Gosh, Tampa Bay looks like the most complete team in the American League right now without the injuries. And they have horses. I mean, they got, got pitchers. I mean, Glass now and Snell, and then you go to the bullpen. Everybody throws 300 miles an hour. From from and, the first pitch of the game to the last pitch of the game, you're getting fuzz. Big yes, fuzz. And, and, and they, they, they have contact hitters. They have power hitters now. And they play the game the right way in a lot of ways. So I have to take them. I actually think that they can win it all this year in the short season. I, I don't think that it's far-fetched, especially if they stay healthy. Shout out to Don Mattingly and Derek Jeter. Last yeah. year, Don Mattingly and George Springer with another big hit. Oh, wow. Hitting, close hitting at Dodger Stadium. Um, tie game. You know, one thing that's interesting. Did they tie it? Or did it they, I don't he think he scored. No, he couldn't come around. Um one thing that's interesting is that Derek Jeter caught a lot of heat last year for his sure in the last couple of years since he became owner and his strategy getting rid of players. And this is really, really interesting. You can't help but to think that Matt Chapman makes that play at third base, which is unfortunate because he's hurt. Um, and it works, guys. They're spending a grand total of $250 on the payroll and they're winning games. And they got the Cubs out of there. And the way they beat the Cubs was impressive. It wasn't just that they won. The way that they won yeah. was impressive. Now they're running up against a buzzsaw because the Atlanta Braves, I have the Atlanta Braves coming out of the National League. I really like the Atlanta Braves. I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not even going to lie. I'm a Dodgers fan, but I when I watch the games, the Braves have what it takes. The Padres have what yeah. it takes, but the problem with the Padres, in my opinion, is, is that the Padres are too streaky. Now, if you catch them when they're streaky hot, you got a nightmare on your hand. I feel like the Padres can go if if those two pitchers come back that they're looking for. They're looking for Clevenger and Denilson. Denilson Lamette comes back and Clevenger comes back in the series. They could go to the World Series. Yes, but it's also just as good as anybody. Uh, even when it comes to hitting, because they, all they need to do is keep you in, keep them in the game, keep the game close. Because they, they got a lot of bats. Yeah, they build they build their team around those pitching. And that's where where it comes. The big difference is in the postseason is 
going to the bullpen and pulling out a horse and then having these starter pitches that can go deep. Now, what I wonder, in all honesty, is, is is it too early for the Padres? Because what I've seen in that first series against the Cardinals was a lot of mental mistakes on the bases and a lot of mental mistakes on defense that could have cost them the series. They were able to pull it out, but it could have cost them the series. I don't think that you're necessarily yeah, going to be talking about one player on the Padres, though. That's Cronenworth. Cronenworth is the one who's making all those mistakes. Cronenworth made a lot of mistakes. Right. He didn't make all the mistakes. Another big knock well, from Jose Altuve. Uh, uh, Fernando Tatis made some big errors at shortstop. There was there was mistakes made. They overcame them, but there was mistakes made. Um, and you had a bunch of walks. Trevor Rosenthal came in there wild, trying to get the game away. You know, these are mental mistakes that translate into physical mistakes that the Dodger squad, who has been there, who actually has only gotten better because now they got Bruce Dargatterall. Now they got Mookie Betts, the best player in the league. They have guys, A.J. Pollock is healthy, and he seems like he hits a home run about every 10, 11 at-bats. Then you got uh, Corey Seager, who's finally 100% now, who's banging the baseball. It's hilarious because people act like they forgot that Corey Seager was exactly. the Dodgers were trying to get rid of him. He, it, unbelievable. He was the franchise. Yes, and, and now you got Cody Bellinger, who's streaky. Pretty much we can just call Cody Bellinger a streaky ball player, and that's fine. He's that's just, fine he, because he, when he's good, he he's is really good. Is. Yeah, he is who he is, but don't you can't depend on him like you could depend on a Corey Seager type player. You can depend on Corey Seager day in and day out. He's consistent. Yeah. And it seems like them moving Max Muncie around has had a bad effect on his game overall. Because he's he's at the end of the season, he was making some mental mistakes. And hopefully his bat will wake up because when he's clutch, it's a big deal for them. Really big deal. Who you like in that series? Padres, Dodgers, or do you like the Padres well, even? Well, like my problem is, like I said, because they haven't announced whether Denison Lamette uh, and Mike Clevenger are coming back. So if they don't come back, then you have to take the Dodgers. But if those two pitchers come back, I got the Padres. Got it. Interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, you know, Very the, interesting, Batman. It is. Going to wrap it up here soon because it's just a small bite for you. We're going to start coming more frequently, like we said. Arr, arr. One thing I just want to throw out there that we can discuss next time, it was in the boxing realm. How crazy would it be if Mike Trout decided to sue Major League Baseball? This is basically what we're seeing in the boxing world with Canelo Alvarez suing DeZone and Oscar De La Hoya for not having fights, for not getting fights, and for them asking him to take a pay cut. The most insane part about the whole thing is that Oscar De La Hoya guaranteed Canelo Alvarez's salary personally. Yeah, that's insane. And not only that, though, I mean... gave him that advice? That, like, (laughs) terrible, (laughs) terrible advice, man. They need to get fired. I can only imagine somebody telling Floyd that. Are you crazy? So what, I think he's had three, I think he's had three fights out of the 11 that he signed for, right? Something he, like that. But he the, fought Phil Davis, nobody. He fought Jacobs, and he fought Serg, uh, Sergey Kovalev, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then one more bum. He fought one more bum in there? Yeah. I don't know. That if wasn't I, when he fought uh, Chavez, was it? Chavez Jr.? No, 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 no. That wasn't on yet. I think he's fought three. I think he has eight more fights at $35 million. So he's looking at a well, ticket of about 250 still. I don't know how the zone or Oscar De La Hoya can justify not paying him. I don't understand these contracts that aren't really contracts. So are they contracts just when they work well for you? I mean, it's like the you know, football I, style. <laughs> right. And that's the regular football style, the, the current football style too. But my biggest thing is that 
with Canelo, they have they seem like they want the power to cherry pick his fights. And, and he in 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 defense of Canelo Alvarez, he's like, yo, man, <laughs> what's up? I'm trying to fight. And I'm the one that looks like I'm running from people and I'm trying to get it off. I'm not. And I, I have always believed that. I don't think that Canelo's scared. I don't think he doesn't want to fight. And it seems as though that's what he's implying with the lawsuit. That he's not getting he top, that he that he's not getting the top uh competition that he was promised. I think, I, I think he, runs <laughs> he runs the ducktails. He he has because even with some of the stuff that I've heard him say in post fights or in interviews where they were asking me if he's gonna fight. No, nah, what for it? Why, why would I fight him? Like he was talking about Gennady before Gennady got old. He was talking, but now Gennady's on the table. But before that, when when they were talking about that trilogy, he wasn't interested really. Nah, like, nah. And that was one of the main reasons why Gennady signed up for to fight on the zone. And it seems like yeah, they all wanted with, the services. Everybody at that time yeah. wanted Gennady's service. Yeah, and and so I do feel like he was cherry picking. He had something to do with the cherry picking. But I think that somebody was in his ear. I don't know if it was Golden Boy, whoever was telling him, "Hey, just take this one. We'll get you that." And, you know, doing a tit for tat situation. Hmm. But he's the one that. But he's the one that's in the public eye, so he's got to live with that. He's the one that's, that's, what with, that's what comes with that superpower, of big cheese. You know, you gotta, you gotta take that. You gotta wear that. Big you look like you're the one that's running, even if you're not. Wow. Ah, well, I mean, the national team is tough. Tough. Is tough. They putting up runs, Jack. They got, they got sticks. Um. Well, we're gonna talk about what was that. You got some football? I got some football, but we're going to save football because I want to see these games that actually take place tonight. And then what we'll do is we'll come back at you with you tomorrow with another video uh, speaking to our resident football expert, Trucker Dave, about what's going on and why COVID is running rampant in the NFL. That's what I think we do. I think we give them more. I think that's what we do with the people, T. No, no, no. How do you like it? How do you like, like it? Like it? <laughs> <It's> bed yours <laughs> up. <laughs> this is club version. Slow down. <laughs> no, we gotta go tell you. You. All right, folks. We're gonna leave you with a quote today from John Fitzgerald Kennedy, and it is: "Too often we enjoy the comfort of opinion without the discomfort of thought." We're in very strange times, ladies and gentlemen, and now is the time to critically think. Prepare yourself. Look out for your fellow man and understand that the stakes are high in life. I'm your host, Omar Miller, and this has been a home quarantine edition of uh, The Ozone. Ozone. I'm just living this-